0: intuitive listeners. In today's episode, I invited Hannah Bala from episode two back to help guide a gift of conversation with the lovely Amisha Glenn. Amisha is a true earth angel. Her voice carries symphonies of the heart like a songbird with the breeze, and her warm light opens way for spirit to enter in with love. Amisha's life is centered around guiding and healing others, and I am so grateful to get an inside perspective into her journey of leaning in as a light worker. So my loves, let's make some magic amisha thank you so much for being here with us um i would love to start out by just all of us sharing where we are i love how the podcast kind of brings us together from all over the world um hannah and i are sitting together in denver right now and woke up to snow (laughs) kind of in a snow cloud right yeah Yeah. um and it's The sun is setting now and it's so beautiful. But I'm curious how the season is for you right now and and what's feeling good for
1: you. Well, thank you, ladies. First of all, of having me on this podcast, I'm super excited. So I'm here in Seattle. Seattle's in full swing of fall. So we've got the beautiful colors of the the leaves, this bright, vibrant reds and oranges. And so we're seeing nature kind of like reflect to us about how change is such a part of our life and the natural landscape. So here it's enjoying that sort of, that bounty of of that changing landscape. Um, Plenty of rain as always. (laughs) We have sunshine. So yeah, it's amazing.
0: Uh, So beautiful. I love how the seasons kind of change at different paces over the, like across the country too. It's so beautiful love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, Before we jump into our full conversation, I would love if you could guide us in a short meditation.
1: Absolutely. So I'm going to guide you in a gentle, uh, guided self-witnessing meditation. And I like to use this meditation at any start of a workshop. So it's aimed at really quietening the voice of the outer world and our inner landscape so that we can observe deeply listen, acknowledge, and accept the feelings that we are feeling in that present moment, allowing all parts of ourselves to be welcomed into this magical space. So to begin, we're going to bring both our hands to our heart space, one hand over the other, and we're gonna just gently close our eyes. And we're gonna take a gentle breath in through the nose, we're going to gently exhale that out through the mouth and I want you to become aware of the sounds around you, the changing temperature on your skin, the weight of your limbs and any areas of your body that feels tight or heavy. I want you to take another gentle breath in through your nose, using this breath with love, and exhaling this breath out through the mouth. Visualizing that love, going to all the places you feel tight or heavy, and accepting those parts of yourself with unconditional love. I want you to bring your attention to your mind. And notice, What's the chatter going on in your mind? What subjects are coming up for you? Is your mind planning, organizing, reminding, or adding something to your to-do list? I want you to take another gentle breath in through your nose, infusing that breath with love, and exhaling that breath out through your mouth, whilst visualizing that love going to all the subjects whirling around in your mind and accepting those whirling parts of your mind with unconditional love. I now want you to become aware of your emotions. What are you feeling at this present time? Take some time to meet each feeling. And acknowledge them. Whether it's fear, anxiety, stress, grief, loss, uncertainty, quite knowing, acceptance, hope, joy, excitement or happiness, welcome it all and be open to the highs and lows of your human experience.
2: In acknowledging
1: your experience, you are reminded that you do not have to change. You do not have to be fixed. You are loved just as you are, and you are welcomed into this space I want you to take your final gentle breath in through the nose, infusing this breath with love and exhaling this breath out through your mouth whilst visualizing that love going to all those feelings and accepting them with unconditional love. Tenderly, bring your attention back to the weight of your limbs, the sounds and the changing sensation around your body. And whenever you feel ready, you may open your eyes. How are you feeling?
2: So good. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's a way that you just like make us hyper aware of all just the complexities. You said human experience and I was like, yeah, that's it. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Always so grounded too. Just hearing your voice, I feel like it immediately brings me into such a deep state of presence. It's really beautiful. Thank you for that. That yeah. was so nice. You're
1: you. so welcome. You're so welcome.
0: And I'd love um, from here if we could go into uh, hearing what you believe or how you might define um, intuition. Um, and I know we all kind of have our own definition of what intuition is and where it may come from. So I'm curious um, how you feel it's in your life.
1: Absolutely. So for me, I've come to know my intuition as that wiser, loving part of myself that leads with compassion to inform, guide and inspire me at any present moment. Anchored in the present and with the purpose of supporting my highest good, it doesn't judge. It doesn't create negative narratives which incite fear about my present or future experiences. My uh, intuition speaks to me through my thoughts, mainly through words, but on occasion um, through images. I can tell when she steps in, because although she sounds like me, she's got this ethereal quality about her voice, which makes her unique amongst the chatter of my mind. Different people will connect to their intuition in different ways. And it really does depend on your natural preference. I mean, this could be through thoughts uh, like me or images, or even sensations through the body, like you know that gut feeling that you can get sometimes. That's your intuition talking. <laughs> so recognizing how our intuition likes to connect with us, if it uses a certain voice, um, noting like the quality of it, or if there's any sensations that come to us, and most importantly, if that guidance is loving, non-judgmental. They're really key ways that to help us identify ah. This is my intuition speaking to me i feel like they, our intuition is always ready and waiting to connect with us we just need to be brave open and ready to listen
2: oh so um, beautiful that is
1: so beautiful
2: and you you i think the last sentence was that like our intuition is always ready to connect with us so how do you feel most connected
1: to i always say that. Like, Your intuition is like the whispers of your soul. There's always that going on. And in order to really feel connected to it, I follow several steps to kind of make sure that, you know, that channel is clear. So I've not got like the murkiness of other things kind of stepping in. So the several steps that I like to take when I'm connecting with my intuition is step one. And this is all about self-care and tending to my needs. So it's making sure that I'm fed, I'm hydrated, my body temperature is correct to my surroundings. And like, if I need to go to the restroom, because otherwise those thoughts are going to be sort of like whirling around my mind, preventing me from connecting with my intuition. Step two is always about my environment. Is the space that I'm in quiet enough for me? You know, is the climate and the temperature within that right for me? And also, most importantly, do I feel safe? Then step three is all about turning my intention and attention inwards. So this is where I'll use that breath work, uh, some meditation tools to really drop into my inner sanctum and to set my intention to connect with my intuition. And step um, four is really about holding a compassionate container so that I'm trusting myself, so that I can welcome, witness, and explore the information that's given to me without judging, doubting, criticizing, or editing. At these times I'm also acting like a gatekeeper so I'm separating and taking away those fear-based narratives that might want to make one of those unwelcomed uh, appearances then step five is all about honoring and witnessing the journey now if I'm with a client and my intuition kind of wants to speak up this is when I'll share with them uh, a message that's come from them or for them but if it's like my own personal exploration this is a time when I might grab a journal and write down the information so I don't forget it and I always remember. And the sixth and final step that I love to use is really just expressing gratitude. First and foremost for my intuition for sharing with me what it needed to say and also powerfully myself for turning up with the openness to trust and accept what is being said to me. Mm
0: Yeah, Hannah and I were just talking about gratitude earlier and how important it is um, as we move through life led by intuition to always make that space for gratitude.
1: I agree, because it really feels like gratitude kind of like, if we think of it as a tube, gratitude keeps that tube um, kind of like uh, in the shape that it needs to be, doesn't contract, because fear, on the other hand, uh, the opposite of gratitude, can narrow it. So the information that can kind of pop through that very narrow tube is less. Yeah. If we're in that state of gratitude oh, it kind of gets wider and that information can kind of flow through um in a more powerful way
0: it's such a beautiful way to put it it also kind of tied back to something that came up when you were um, going through your definition of intuition when you um, use the word gut and i'm curious this is kind of a question for both of you because hannah i know her and i through conversation she she's my gut check and she comes to me for intuition and I feel like we've been learning from each other on how to connect more for for me learning to connect with my gut from her um, and kind of vice versa. And I think for a long time with um, mental health and just working through anxiety, fear kind of showed up in what I thought was my gut check. Um, But it actually was, you know, fear, something that was holding me back rather than something that was um, leading me to truth. Um, So I'm curious for both of you guys how you might feel gut versus intuition differently if they kind of go hand in hand. Um, Yeah, just kind of what comes up in that realm.
1: I think that you know how we talked about intuition can be that gut feeling as well as like the words. So if we think about the body as also an intuitive um, arena, it can speak to us um, what it needs to, to say and there is a scientific sort of like i think study that 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 kind of tells us that within our gut you have the same sort of um physical reaction to excitement and nerves so you've got like that fear element so you're absolutely right emily that you know when you're working through kind of figuring out is this my gut is this like an excitement or is this like intu- intuition talking through or is this actually fear there is this real sense where you know it can be hard to uh actually figure out what it is but that sort of like um that practice of dropping down into your inner self and really asking ask the gut is this intuition and generally intuition comes from a place of love it will answer truthfully and it will tell you so ask yourself ask your inner self is this my intuition or is this fear and you, you trust yourself in knowing the difference. Mm, I
2: love that, and I think it also supports um, how we started the session with the meditation, listening, and asking the body, and like taking the time and making the space to listen to what it has to say. Um, I would say, yeah, I see gut and intuition as the same thing because often my body it shows me what I'm feeling. But then there's this like concept. I don't know if this will resonate with the both of you, but like the inner gut and the outer gut, like. Like the inner, like like, stay with me here. (laughs) The outer gut feels like a more egoic blanket to the inner gut, and so sometimes like the outer gut will feel excited and the inner gut will constrict, Mm -hmm. Um, and so you almost can feel like a disconnect between the two, where like very deep inside, it may be like "Mm, maybe not, but the outer is like yes, or the opposite where the outer is like I'm scared, and the inner feels like it's expanding and opening, and I think like. Some of the practice that I'm still working on is like understanding how those two play with each other and how they're different. Yeah.
0: That's why you're my gut check.
1: I love that. I love love that because if we think about the concept of intuition, so I would say that there are two main players that you, when you're working with your intuition, you'll find your intuition. And there'll be something that we call uh the ego voice and it's basically the part of ourselves that always wants us to survive so the ego voice is based on the past so it will bring you references so sometimes you hear me kind of say the the um not so good narratives or like you know the non-helpful narratives but that, what that's doing is that ego voice is kind of going, in the past, this happened. Therefore, if these ingredients are the same now, this is what's going to happen in the present. And then it'll throw that into the future too. So it's easy to know that when that happens, and I can imagine the gut is exactly the same with those two levels of the gut. You've got this part of you that wants you to survive that's going to talk about all the dangers. But there's that higher part that kind of goes, you got this. It's okay.
2: Yeah.
1: You're supported.
0: I think that's the perfect transition into learning a little bit more about your career path and to yeah. where you are now. Um, cause I know I'm kind of in that transition too. Um, and fear shows up a lot of letting go of, what um, mm-hmm. we have and the, the way that society kind of guides us versus the way that our heart does, um, and the way our intuition may. So I'm curious if you, um, are open to share a little bit about where you even started in your career and world um and kind of just a quick timeline of where you were how you got here and um, where you are now
1: absolutely so I kind of begin at I'll begin at the point where um I kind of started to kind of think oh this energy work is really for me because it had a duality of worlds that I was stepping into and like all divine uh timing and reasoning the universe knew obviously before I did but it had to send my intuition in to kind of guide me to it so for me i found that my intuition kind of worked as like a, a role of um kind of like a tour guide so my intuition took me to the streets of london's theatricals so at like district covent garden and in amongst the sage smudged shelves of treadwell's bookshop and amongst all of the spiritual paraphernalia i met my first reiki master in june of 2004. and so Um, She was uh, actually an initiate of the Western form of Reiki, uh, which is a branch of Reiki that was kind of taken over from Japan over to Hawaii in the late 1930s by by a lady named Mrs. Uh, Takata, who was um, a student of the founder, Master Asui. So at this time, I kind of spent a lot, I spent A great time with my first Reiki master and with her openness to really stagger my training I was able to kind of absorb the richness of the tools of um, Reiki and the techniques and, and the idea of personal growth and this gave me like my first spark of excitement into kind of working into the energy healing sort of like arena and it also seeded that unexpected journey that not only helped me develop and define my Reiki skills, but also took me on an adventure of discovering and connecting with my intuition. And so I found that Reiki sort of like provided me this bare metal frame of an umbrella upon which I was able to create a bespoke canopy of all my childhood and young adulthood experiences with healers, psychics, mediums, spiritual practices that I had gained over the years interwoven with the richness of cultural heritage sown by the thread of focused learning, practices and growth of Reiki. And to this day, this Reiki foundation is still so prominent um, upon which I've built my uh, current intuitive energy practice. So Reiki kind of like came into my life and gave me an accessible way of honoring the calling of my intuition, which spoke to me I do believe in my early childhood and reminded me that I was here to help people. So whilst immersing myself in this first experience of Reiki, on the other side of life, during this time period, I was actually working in this UK fashion-based brand in their women's buying department. And that was a challenging, ruthless environment. And the dynamics of the team were really operating on competition Um, inherited work trauma and focused on the individual success rather than collective advancement. Now these clashing worlds of fashion and Reiki really made me reflect on who was I becoming? Because I was in an environment that didn't honour my core values, didn't have the same beliefs and didn't honour and nurture my passions, and I wasn't really enjoying or liking the person I was becoming. So it was then that I took the brave decision to leave that job and start out into the world of Reiki healing. Or so I thought. Mm-hmm. But little did I know that the universe had another plan for me? <laughs> Although I didn't launch myself into the, cre- uh, the Reiki arena that year, I was actually guided by my intuition to manifest a job uh, with another fashion company that matched my core values and provided me a safe space to nurture and exponentially grow my intuitive skills as well as being able to work in an environment that was open and accepting and so through the encouragement i found from this new company i was able to embark on studying at the london college of psychic studies to refine and enhance my intuitive skills and open myself up to other ways of working with energy and It was actually at this point of my educational and personal life that I really realized the power of my intuition and the role that it played in supporting, shaping and guiding my experiences. That realization stayed with me for all these years and it's really helped me alchemize um, the feeling that I got working with my intuition into the goals of teaching other people how to connect with their intuition from a place of autonomy, sovereignty, and wherever needed partnership too. And so in this beautiful world of duality where these two worlds came together and almost kind of supported one another, it was almost 10 years in um, until like 2014 when the, when the universe actually opened up a space for me to consciously make the decision to leave the fashion industry and fully immerse myself into the world of energy healing.
2: That is so beautiful. And it almost like the way you told that story played out like a, uh, like this beautiful play, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like the words you use, it it was so visual. Um, And you said that 10 years later, you Mm -hmm. are in Can you talk a little bit about like, what did you feel and how did it call? And how did you listen to that and say, okay, the moment is now? Mm
1: -hmm. Yes, because I guess in the business of, of life, there was that that need that calling was always kind of like this is what I want to do but like I said the universe always has other plans there's never a um it's always a plan for us to go to the areas and go to the things that we're doing and seeing um Mm -hmm. and so the universe was like you're not ready yet but in a month all this time there's 10 years there was some major milestone things that kind of came up that happened that was fully supported with the work I'm so grateful that was doing the work that I was because it really helped me in a space where I could really sit with um, myself my emotions what I needed to do so it was powerful and I guess in a way when you know you know And so when that when 2014 was the the right timing was like, this is this is the time. But I say 2014, but this was actually something that was kind of bubbling through the year before. So it was like subtly noticing things happening and shifting our lenses, shifting our mindset to be like, oh, maybe this could be a, a potential possibility in real time.
2: Oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. Something that um, Emma and I have talked about a lot is like how the universe primes us. Mm-hmm. The biggest role is to be ready to receive um, yes. when it comes. And I feel like what you shared is such a beautiful example of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm curious, too, like with the timing of it, because um, I know. In my own experience and what I've witnessed in Friends, um, even more recently, like with everything kind of shifting and changing with COVID and our relationship to our work and what we put our energy into and everything. um, I'm curious, like, if there were ever moments that you feel like you could have jumped sooner, or like looking back, like, or, you know, the timing of it, I know you mentioned, obviously, like, it's all in divine timing. uh, But 10 years is a long time. And I'm curious, like, through that, if there's ever those moments of like, oh, here's the time, and you know, how that kind of flowed.
1: That's a great question. I guess when I reflect back, I have this sort of like real sense of groundedness in understanding that life wasn't just about this transition from energy work to uh, from the fashion industry. It really was this whole catalyst, this whole bubble of um life happening too. So personal growth, the understanding of myself, um, the, the gaining of skills, it was almost like the universe was preparing me and accelerating me by giving me opportunities to work and to practice and to understand. And so to the question, could I have leaped any earlier than I did? I don't think so, because it wasn't because I didn't feel ready, it's because I felt like there was a lot for me still to learn. And bearing in mind this time span is actually, for my life really like, twenties to thirties. So for me that was like that that period of time where you know I'm still finding my way. There were other personal things going on, changes. Um, but yeah, I feel that the way it's actually come about, I'm so grateful that it did happen the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Did it happen the way you expected it to? Well, (laughs) kind of not. So, you know, it's got me thinking about, you know, like how I transitioned from the fashion industry to what I do today. And I started like thinking about, hmm, what was that like? And I guess in a way, when I think about it, for me, the biggest kind of standpoint is this is the time Um was actually from an external um, opportunity that was really kind of like uh, unexpected. And so for me, like I said, you know, like before 2014, the year before that, so 2013, my then boyfriend now husband was offered an opportunity to work in the fashion industry like for a company in Seattle. And so with both of us working in the same uh, fashion company in London, we'd had like many sort of like open candid candid conversations about the stresses and strains of like working in the same industry and also the same company. Mm -hmm. And so we wanted to kind of, you know, give ourselves an opportunity to kind of go, wouldn't it be great um, if we could shift the mindsets that we were actually creating about ourselves, our relationships and the world around us. So when this opportunity came up, we were like, Hmm, this is like a great time to really reimagine what we wanna do that's more kind of aligned with um, our values and our personal sort of like, our personal sort of development goals and our relationship goals as well. Mm. So that's when it kind of came about for me, I was like, all right, there's this definite sort of like break in like, okay, we can do this, We're, we're moving countries. So now I've got the opportunity to kind of go, all right, all right, put on my big girl pants and be like, breathe. <laughs> I'm going to leave an uh, industry that I have worked in for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into doing something that's really unfamiliar in uncharted like territories and sea, And I don't know what to expect. So from that point, I was like, OK, we're going to do it. And actually we did it and we did it everything, like everything was quite a lot of first, getting married, setting up home, you know, being um, in a new sort of country, everything that we possibly could to do with first, we were like, let's do it. So transitioning into a different area was just like, all right, let's just, we're changing anyway, let's just do it. So that was um <laughs> that was really interesting, but I guess in a way, like I know myself, and my husband really jokes about this too as well. There's a part of me that really needs to feel fully prepared with anything I do. And that's whether it's big or small, if it's a long-term thing or a flight of fancy. So what I I did, and he says, you know something, honey, you are a retailer's dream. Because, you know, you're that customer that's going to go to the store and you're going to buy everything that you possibly need for any activity. And you know what? I can't deny that. I laugh along with him because I know that's true. So so with that in mind, I'm like, okay, you know, I've got this opportunity. I'm going to move out of this industry. I know. What do I need to do to get my ducks in a row? so that I feel prepared somewhat to kind of make that transition. And so for one of those was actually retraining um, my Reiki apprenticeship. So I found an amazing Reiki master, actually in my hometown in the UK, who uh, was different to my first Reiki master because she was initiated in the traditional Usui Reiki system, which is from the original uh, Reiki that was taught by Master Usui in Japan. And this, this education not only helped me strengthen my connection with, uh, with energy, but also formed the core basis of the Reiki that I practice now. So through that supportive mentorship and connection with my Reiki master, I was able to like pull all the threads of knowledge, practice and learnings that I'd acquired over the years, really into a comprehensive toolkit, which I could pull from whenever I needed to, but I could also add along the way. And so, what was interesting is that the first two years of my life in Seattle, I felt really was like almost like a, my chrysalis years, I'm going to call them. This is where I really got immersed um, into kind of taking various workshops, which allowed me to flex my intuition muscles, to become a student of spiritual arts. And it led me on a journey to expand my spiritual helper pantheon to include angels dragons and unicorns alongside the ancestors spiritual guides and various gods and goddesses that were already I was already working with and supporting me through that work I'm really grateful for the incredible circle of folks that I met along the way because they not only encouraged me they supported me they cheered me on but they also saw the potential in me even when I doubted myself and they offered me time and space to lead workshops to help others work with energy. So, just like a caterpillar in a chrysalis, I found myself liquefying my ideas of who I was and what I offered the world, shedding the old and reforming to honor the truth and growing wings to help me flow through my current, through the currents of my life and work.
2: Oh, my goodness. One <laughs>
1: of I'm like, where do I begin with yeah, this? I mean, but <laughs>
2: anyone who has the privilege um, to get to work with you um, and to, I, you know, have a session with you gets to, like, receive all these gifts you have with word. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you say words like alkalize or you know all these things, it like brings something different out mm-hmm. in the healing process too. So as much as um, of an energetic healer you are. The way you communicate that to others is such like a healing moment as well. So I even like you
0: even the experience, um, and I know our listeners don't get the privilege of getting to see you and like we do, but watching the way that you speak, like you when you look up and you're kind of you're almost like looking for guidance or calling it in. Um It's just such a beautiful experience to witness, to watch how that really just flows through so naturally. So thank you for sharing that. That's such a a beautiful story.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. And that's actually something physically that you might actually notice when you're connecting with your intuition is that sudden look of up. And it depends on it. depends on which area. I always tend to kind of go up to the to the left hand side. Another kind of like, oh, because you're you're connecting, it's that thing. So when you see that, you'll be like, what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> what she's about to pull in. <laughs> yes.
2: Um I wanted to dive into one more question and then see if there's anything else that comes up for you. But obviously, over the the 10 year journey that you went on, there were a lot of big changes um and a rethinking and maybe even undoing. Mm-hmm. Um, the structures and belief systems that you had—were um, were there any fears that came up, or any moments where you were like, "Oh my gosh, like this is scary"? And how did you work through those?
1: Yes, I love that question because, oh yes, 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 <laughs> my dear good old friend, fear was everything for that journey. <laughs> yes, a a friend, Fred, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. It is an interesting one because naturally we want to push away anything that feels uncomfortable, right? Yeah. There's wisdom in that too. So for me, what I found that when I was stepping into that arena, it was like fear reminded me at many times of different things. But the things I kind of remember is that fear reminded me that I didn't know what I was doing because my old references of how to chart sea were gone. But what was beautiful is my intuition stepped in and said, You've got this. I'm here, and then fear came again and told me that you know no one's going to want to work with you. But my intuition said, whoever's meant for you will come to you. And fear told me, you don't know how to start a business. And my intuition said to me, keep your eyes and your ears open and ask lots of questions. So I kept myself curious. I asked questions. Reached. Um, For support and help and follow the guidance of my intuition my spiritual guides and my community around me and I thanked dear all fear for keeping me on my toes helping me reach for the information that I needed the guidance I needed to carve my own path and create my own map to on my my own map for my own Mm sea. so Yes, fear was very, very present. There was another companion on that road I could tell you about too, because fear never really moves on their own. So another little companion I had was comparison. And that was a big challenge, especially at the beginning, because comparison really skewed my lens. It made me view anyone that was working in this sort of healing, intuitive space as more accomplished, credible, real experts while really dismissing and diminishing judging and criticizing everything that I had to offer to the world. It really made me question my ability and at times made me procrastinate in really stepping fully onto my path. It wasn't until intuition stepped in because intuition helped me adjust that lens to see that comparison was really just helping me uh, So, like note that People weren't better, but they just did things in a different way. And so it opened me up to kind of go, oh, comparison, you were showing me another way of working with intuition and energy. So fear and compassion became friends. Um, and you know, it's, it's something that can actually sort of come to any of us at any stage of either life or work, because it's a natural part of our human experience. And like I said, it's not necessarily bad, especially if we have the courage to reframe what we're hearing. Because when we delve in deeper, we're able to see the wisdom and the messages and the opportunities that they're really calling out that we can kind of go, high five fear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get on to do that. And also, as long as we stay committed on being on the path that we're on. So... Uh The one thing I'd love to say to, especially to anyone that's listening, is the encouragement I'd love to give you right now, especially if you want to do energy work um, or healing or work with your intuition is this, no one can do what you can do because no one possesses the unique combination of skills and understanding as you do. It doesn't matter if it looks different to whatever anyone else is putting out there, because the world needs what you have to offer. just
2: want to let that breathe for a minute.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a feeling I needed to hear that. I was thinking I needed to hear that too. <laughs> all of the listeners um, mm-hmm. to sit with that for a minute because that is a beautiful message and um, one that comes from such a pure place of love. Mm -hmm. and I think so often the love for ourselves can be clouded by comparison and fear Um, and the beautiful thing that you really said was but we always have our intuition and the way you leaned further into that through your fear through your comparisons and intuition
1: is something nobody can take away from us absolutely absolutely and no no one has the right to it's the inner part of you that no matter what happens in the outside world that's a part of you that no one can really touch So. Yeah, so beautiful. you're going to
0: say something. <laughs> oh, uh, just saying allowing that fear to teach you like you were saying, you're a <laughs> friend. Um, I think that's just such a beautiful way of seeing it. And it's it's almost a uh, from a place of detachment, too, um, where you can witness the lessons that fear may teach you without allowing it to kind of live within you or take over. So it's so beautiful that I love that so much. Um, I'd also like to share, if you're open to me sharing now, Amisha. I have been painting your aura, as you know, um, through Thank our session. And I'll send you a photo because it might not be, it may not come super clear, but you basically oh. are green. <laughs> oh, wow, that's beautiful. Thank you. So you, you have a lot of beautiful colors going on. But um, the reason I wanted to share now is Hannah mentioned that what you said kind of came from the heart and you have this beautiful flow of like green energy coming up through your throat. And it's like the way that you express is all so connected to your heart. Um, The green is of the heart chakras. I'm sure you probably know, but I um, wanted to share that because I think it's just, Thank so you. we are, I, I at least I'm so grateful to have shared this space with you. And um, I'm excited to send this off into the world and let our listeners experience a little bit of your magic too. Oh.
1: Thank you so much. That is powerful, beautiful, and so wonderful. I love to kind of see how people like that. That in itself is your intuition. You're connecting, you're really channeling that energy. I love to see how others create. So, again, you know, it doesn't have to look like what anyone else is doing. What you're doing is powerful, and the world needs it.
0: Thank you for sharing that. So beautiful. <laughs> um, any other, so I guess the last question that I have, um, any other tips for like tools to use on connecting to your intuition? I know you went through kind of the process of um, getting into that state, um, but for me, I know like we talked about it in
1: the other episodes
0: too of like. Painting watercolor feels very free-flowing and allowing of intuition, or riding my bike and just making space for listening um, and meditating. And I'm curious, um, and for you, if there's anything that you do tied to your work um, before and after sessions, or um, even beyond that, and kind of your personal experience with um, connecting to your intuition.
1: Yeah, that's that's a very thought-provoking question, which I love because I guess it's that that dropping into that space i think that innocent sanctum going inwards is a really really key part and i think that whenever i'm thinking about you know different ways of of working with that or what i do to set up it's like it's the key thing i really find is keeping open being non-judgmental trusting and really having the willingness and i say having the willingness to deeply listen to whatever's coming through so um it's kind of like, for me, it's always that sense of exactly how I've, I've described those those um, the paths of like going inwards, taking away the layers of distraction and kind of really connecting. Um, but the one thing I did wanna mention is that, um, and I've heard this quite a few times from people, is like, how do I know if I'm connecting with my intuition? So like we said, I just wanted to do that little bullet point. If anyone's got to this stage and kind of go, I still don't know if it's my intuition I just want to reiterate that you know it's kind of so simple like we sometimes think that energy work and connecting has a whole massive procedure of pomp and ceremony like I must talk like a certain way and this must be done and I must do <laughs> that making friends with that intuition part of you is so great you could just ask questions like are you my intuition Like I mentioned before, because it comes from a place of love, it's always going to answer you. Um, But get familiar, you know, see if there's a quality about your voice, the way that you connect. Um, Because when you go inwards and you really connect, the things you were talking about is that that outward expression of your intuition. So once you've done that work of going inwards, calling your intuition in, uh, sitting with it like a friend and go, all right, love. What do you want to tell me you know what do I need to know and them communicating with you with that openness means that once you come out of that sanctum you have the ability to you know draw paint write poetry uh, write in a journal um, create collages whatever you feel is your form of expression to remind yourself even some things like post-it notes like oh okay but this is something I need to know for anyone that's there going I'm not creative but I like to be practical post-it notes Mm -hmm. whatever it is just allow yourself to play with that energy so that you can kind of um, understand and uh, expand on the information coming through there are there is one other way that I well there's several ways the, in a really wonderful way that I, uh, on my journey, when I was doing the the study work at, uh, in London um, at the London College of Psychic Studies, there was these really fun exercises that we did to kind of so sort of like uh, practice the muscles of intuition. And some of them were it was intuitive. It was called intuitive uh, reading, and it had a uh, a plethora of options. So one of them was um, like we mentioned before, creating art. So For example, if I was working with you, Emily, I would create some art, you'd create some art, and then what you would do is hand me your art that you've created, and I would look at that art, I would go into my inner sanctum, I'd connect with my intuition, and I would ask my intuition, tell me what Emily needs to know from her work. And that would be a beautiful exercise, and you could do this in pairs, you could do this with uh, groups or individually, you would connect and you'd be able to um, give to the other person this is what I'm this is the reading this is the information that's coming through mm-hmm. uh, so there was another way where you'd take flowers so we were all one day kind of asked to kind of come to class with a flower now you could have cut that flower from your garden you could have bought it from a shop it didn't really matter because what happened is that we would exchange flowers we'd look at that flower we would look at the the stem the quality of it the color of it the way it was cut We'd look at the leaves, we'd look at the petals, we would look at the, the shapes and the colors and we would draw our intuition into ourselves again and we would read information that was needed for the other person. And then there was times where we just got paper or we scrumpled the paper up and we opened it out and we used that just as a focus point. So really we're using different types of focus points to kind of invite intuition to step in and kind of uh, allow ourselves to bring through the messages. A little bit like tea leaf reading. Mm -hmm. And that's super fun too, because it's like, all right, if I wanna practice, and it's fun actually if you're in some sort of coffee shop and there's coffee grounds or whatever else is around, you could be like, oh, I'm gonna give myself a little bit of a a practice here. Have a look and see what you can see and how you can um, connect and what comes up for you. It's like learning
0: to listen beyond the language that we were taught, to. Yeah. Think
1: that's
0: really cool. I love all those different yeah. ways. I want to, we, Hannah and I, we may need
1: to do that um, cutting the flower exercise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's super fun. And I guess with whatever you choose to do, like whatever practice that you, calls to you, I would always say that it's like anything in life. You've got to dedicate time to it so that you can build up that muscle to kind of get to know what is your intuition, you know, like feel like, sound like, uh, how do I connect with it? Because the more you do it, the easier it gets and the faster you're able to access that information. So at times you might not be like, oh, I've got to do all this stuff in order to get there. I need to go into my inner sanctum. You might just be able to kind of go, I'm gonna just soften my eyes and I'm gonna ask intuition, what oh, do I need to know right now? You know, and then listen and be like, okay, I can go with that information so yeah
0: that's just the practice I think it's almost like the same way we have a relationship with a friend and calling on that friend you grow trust over time and it's the same way you can call yourself within you can talk to your intuition and over time just gain more faith in yourself and and the way that the inner voice speaks through you
1: absolutely absolutely I agree I have some final words of encouragement, because this is such a super lovely space to be in. And I want everyone to kind of know, you can do this. You can do this.
0: Beautiful.
1: I wanted to say that my final words of encouragement, as people deepen their connection with their soul, is really to trust yourself. You have everything inside of you to guide you on this sea of discovery. And although at times it might feel scary or unknown, You're being guided by your intuition every step of the way. So be curious, be daring, and remember you are not alone on this path. You belong in this space and the world needs your magic. Mm. Oh, snap! Yeah,
0: snap. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That thank so you so beautiful. much, Misha. You are truly an angel. I'm yeah. so grateful that we were able to share this space with you and share the conversation with the world. Thank you
1: so much. Yeah, thank you. thank you so much for having me. It's been so much joy, you know, to be here with you guys and and creating this just beautiful energy and just letting letting it letting that message be out in the world. It's okay, mm-hmm. you know. We're we're all in it together, and we'll be supporting one another as well. And that we're not alone, and we have a place here. And awesome. like I said, the world needs our magic. Mm-hmm.
0: Beautiful. Um, okay. I'm going to close with a poem, but before I do that, I would love if you could share how people can find you, um, ways that they might be able to get involved with the work that you're doing.
1: Absolutely. So um, I have a, a website. So I think that that information will be on the bio, I guess. (laughs) Yes, you can contact me. I'm on a website, I've got Instagram. Um, And I would generally say go through the website because then you could just, you know, connect with me using one of the forms. Give me information of what you want and we can kind of get a dialogue going on how best to support you. Because what I feel is that you guys do have everything in you I working with me is just me opening up and holding that container for you to create magic to reconnect with your intuition and to really create that sense of magic to help you move through times of change so yeah just You are a beautiful guide. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. It's
0: also reminding me that I haven't worked with you in over six months and I'm gonna go book a
1: session. (laughs) Um, And like I always say, the magic happens outside of sessions too. And that's powerful. That's powerful.
0: Thank you so much. So the poem I wanna share today um, came up with Hannah and I at a coffee shop earlier. Um, And it kind of goes with the seasons of. You know trees um releasing and so are we um so it goes sing to me O trees of wisdom let your rings tell the tale i fly away a heart of fury letting go i prevail thank, thank you so you. much amisha <laughs> thank you so much <laughs> thank you listeners Sweet. we will be back at the next full or new moon right yes, new moon. <laughs> <laughs> we go on the new moon schedule all right (laughs) thank you amisha we'll talk
1: soon so much thank you